Welcome back to the Balance Boldly Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rin Thigpen. Always excited to be in the space with you guys. Deep breath. We are in mid-June, halfway through the year. 2022 literally is flying by. So I have to ask you, as we're moving into the second half of 2022, what are you doing for the second half of your life? Not sure? Well, this is exactly why I brought this phenomenal beast of a beautiful, brilliant woman to the show today. She has already become a quick friend, someone I am never letting go of. Little does she know. I might stalk her in all the places that she moves to. She doesn't even know yet. But I am so excited to have her because she literally exudes integrity, authenticity, and the vibrance of someone who is absolutely not about the BS. I love her to life in every way. Let me introduce Diane Wingert. She is a reformed psychotherapist who has elevated herself and her clients as a business mindset coach. She's helping high achieving women all over the globe really get rid of those limiting beliefs that are blocking them from turning into and stepping into their greatest selves. Do you see why I love her already? I mean, there's so much alignment. Hello, Diane. Welcome to the BBP. How are you today? You know, I think it is phenomenal, Nikita, that you and I have known each other for months instead of all our lives, Mm -hmm. because the chemistry here was instantaneous and powerful. I adore you. I will speak with you, hang with you, talk about whatever you want, whenever you want on the regular. You are my favorite kind of people. See, this is the kind of stuff that fills my cup. Thank you, Diane. Mm -hmm. You've just been amazing. You know, our off-air conversations have been just rewarding is the best way that I can say that. For everyone who's listening, and I know 80% of our listeners are entrepreneurs and the other 20% kind of vacillate between high-level executives and those careerpreneurs, as I call them, the analytical creatives with entrepreneurial spirits. And every last person that I've ever talked to that's emailed from the podcast or sent DMs about anything always say the same thing. Where do you go to find the people who are aligned with you that aren't judging you for your privilege or for your process of achievement and accomplishments that recognize that as amazing as you are, that you can still be flawed and not judge you in the process? And with you, I sense that immediately from our first conversation. Hashtag ambition shaming must end. Mm. Yes, I got chills and I felt that ambitious shaming must end. Absolutely, a thousand percent. And you are helping a lot of these ambitious women deal with a lot of these things that have come up and you get the benefit of bringing in your clinical knowledge, the fact that you come from being a reformed psychotherapist. So you have all those tools and all those skill sets. And now you're able to expand the way that you work with people versus the more limited way that we both had to work as a psychotherapist because of our insurance and and all those things. I'm curious, what are some of the challenges that you're hearing from your clientele or even the people who are considering being clients, but they're unsure if they are worthy, and I use that very intentionally, of working with you because they're afraid that they might not be ready to go to the next level? 
It's such an impeccable question, Nikita, because I think all women, regardless of their background, regardless of their accomplishments, their education, their level of outward success Mm -hmm. and achievement, we are culturally conditioned to struggle with self-worth and confidence, to focus more on our insecurities than our competencies. Mm -hmm. It's across the board. I've worked with women who are physicians, attorneys, double PhDs across the board. And that is so disturbing to me because in many cases, the women feel it is their fault that they feel this way. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes I see it as a learned cultural conditioning response. So what I love most of all is helping women take the brakes off their greatness, Mm -hmm. because I know you and I share this belief that all of us are capable of so much more than we are allowing and inviting into our lives. So one of the frameworks I lean on a lot with the clients I work with, and you and I've chatted about this, is um, the Upper Limit Issues Framework from the book, The Big Leap. Mm-hmm. book was published by Gay Hendricks in mm-hmm. 2005. It is still at the very top of my must-read and Same. recommend list mm-hmm. because just, just going through those upper limit issues – who among us, especially high ability, high achieving women does not struggle with the fear about shining others, the fear that they have some fundamental flaw that makes them incapable or unworthy of their greatness, the fear that if they allow themselves to expand and achieve more, they will actually become a bigger burden. Mm. And I think this one I see a lot um, with women, they are, they feel that if they allow themselves to accomplish and achieve as much as they're actually capable of, that they're being disloyal and abandoning those from their past. And that can be the most powerful block. And, And we will unconsciously sabotage ourselves when we hit these upper limits. Most of the time, we are completely unaware that we're doing so. Mm, 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 mm. You brought up like four books worth of questions <laughs> for me because of the, all all that you said resonates so much. I can reflect personally back to the many different versions of myself that I had to face as I was hitting a tipping point in both my business and my personal life. And most most often it was because the two were incongruent with each other. As my Mm -hmm. business was growing and leaping and and doing different things, there was a part of me that felt, you know what, can my family handle this? You know, can they handle the fact that I'm being stretched in this other way and not see me as a, you know, this is a really strong framing, but a bad mom or a bad wife, or in my case now, a bad grandma, right? Like Mm -hmm. all that. And I had to really do a lot of deep work with advisors and coaches and spiritual counselors and things just like you to really make sure that I could handle the truth of what I said that I really wanted. Like, do you really want this or do you want it Mm -hmm. because you're so freaking ambitious that you just got to keep, you know, knocking out those boxes and checking them out. And I know for me, no, this is my calling. I really, really want it. I also value and cherish my family above all else. And I needed to make sure that they were congruent, which meant looking at myself and looking at the flaws and looking at the the 
weird parts of me that felt like I was being incongruent in those spaces. And I was seeing it across clientele as what I, you know, as well. But pointing the finger at me is always the most important is self-awareness. Where are you at, Nikita? How are you showing up as an example of what Diane just said and all the all the things that were coming up for me? And as you were saying all those different versions of example, I'm like, oh my God, Diane, where were you? <laughs> five, seven, eight years ago when I was hitting those different upper limits because with the work that you're doing, it's absolutely necessary. I know that I wasn't attracting because I wasn't ready. And I Mm. say that with a deep, powerful pause. I wasn't ready to do the work when I was hitting those tipping points and those upper limits, which is why I hadn't attracted someone like you in my Mm -hmm. life at the time, because the reality is the teacher shows up when the student is ready, right? So true. So true. Mm, 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 mm. uh. And you're also reminding me because you bring up the fact that what's going on in your personal life, not being congruent with what's going on in your business life. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons why I love the upper limit framework Mm -hmm. so much and find it so incredibly useful Mm -hmm. with the kind of women you and I both work Mm -hmm. with is that while we may allow ourselves to expand in one domain, Mm career, money, success, business, we may then have things fall apart in one of the other domains because the three different domains that where this is upper limiting is going on is career, money, success as one domain, health, and that includes mental health and our relationship with our body and our spirituality and so forth. And then relationships Mm -hmm. with our primary partner, with our kids, with friends, with our community. Mm -hmm. So if you think about that, look at, I just think like all the celebrities, for example, Mm -hmm. who are crushing it in their career. And then the whole thing falls apart because they have a serious drug or alcohol problem. And everybody clucks their tongues and talks about how they are self-sabotaging. But self-sabotaging is blaming the person when it really is a very common problem we all have. We all have these beliefs installed in our minds as young children, what we're capable of, what we can handle, Mm -hmm. what it would mean about us and the people we care about. And then things go unconscious and we never recognize them again. And they happen across all these areas. So how many women have you known where the moment they are really stretching and reaching and expanding in their career, their marriage falls apart, or they suddenly gain a hundred pounds, or they develop a problem with alcohol or other substances. It's extremely common, but shaming and blaming ourselves is not the way to solve it. A thousand percent. It's just not the answer. And shame just creates more secrecy and, you know, the ripples are unfathomable when you think about how many great people will never be known because shame kept them so small, right? It's just so ridiculous. Now, this does bring me to, you are moving into a second chapter of sorts of your life, which you know, personally, I'm super excited for. Mm, um, I'm still not quite where you are as the Peloton enthusiast. I'm like trying to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to up my endurance game on the Peloton <laughs> so mm. I can catch up with you. Um, with that said, you re literally redesigned your entire life 
both from the career that you have for 20 plus years as the Mm -hmm. reformed psychotherapist. And I know you are grateful for all the lessons and all the experience and the the tools that will never leave you because they are ingrained in you at this point that you get to bring over into this next chapter. But you've also reshaped where you're going in your work life and love as you create your balance going forward. And I would love for you to share a little bit of what that looks like for you and how it elevates working with your clients at this new level. Mm. Mm-mm. I love the deep questions, my friend. It's so good. Um, I am a California girl. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. I've lived all over Los Angeles, but I was in Los Angeles my entire life until three years ago. I had already closed my psychotherapy practice and got some coach training and started learning all the tech stuff to take my business online. I was working with women all over the country and even beyond. And I first settled into a co-working space and then started working from home. My mm-hmm. husband was a chief of a division at a hospital. Mm-hmm. So he's a professor of medicine and a clinician and an administrator. So he left that career. He retired from that career and accepted a position, an executive position with a research company, which could have been um a move to Boston, but they said you could also work remotely. So all of a sudden, picture this, Nikita. We originally met at the hospital where we were both working mm-hmm. 25 years ago. And after a while, I moved on and went into private practice and so forth. He had been there the entire time. He had moved to California from Germany. Mm. So that was a big change for him. But once we both had retired from our previous careers and were starting new ones and both were remote, we had been apart most hours of the day for many years. A physician's hours are not nine to five. Right. It was more like, yeah, I mean, he, he was probably working anywhere between 50 and 80 hours a week on the regular. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, he's going through a career change. I had already gone through mine, but now we were going to be together 24-7. To make things more spicy, <laughs> we decided, you know, now we've got this huge adjustment from being mostly apart during most hours mm-hmm. to being in the same place mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Why don't we try a new location as well? So it was, you're absolutely right. I love the word redesign Mm -hmm. because we didn't really just reinvent. We completely redesigned our work life, our relationship life, our personal lives. So a city that we both enjoyed a lot and had been to a number of times was Portland, Oregon. So three years ago, just as he was starting his new career, We bought a place in Portland, Oregon, and we moved here on four weeks' notice. We sold our house in L.A. from here, and we started this new chapter of our life. Well, the whole first year was really us adjusting to being around each other all the time and helping him adjust to a totally new position and also working remotely. He was such a big dog in his previous job Mm -hmm. with all kinds of minions running Mm -hmm. after him and asking. And now all of a sudden he was in his sweatpants (laughs) in his home office with nobody to talk to but me. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge adjustment in our marriage. But after a year, along comes COVID. Uh 
And here we are at the three-year mark. Mm -hmm. And Nikita, as a result of losing the first year to just adjusting to being around each other Mm -hmm. and the next two years to COVID, we realized a couple of months ago that we are in a city where we've lived for three years and we have no ties. Mm -hmm. We don't know the city. We don't know anyone. Downtown Portland has actually become a dangerous place to be. So in January, we rented a place in California in the desert for a month Mm -hmm. just to get away from the winter weather. And while we were there, we said, you know, there really isn't anything holding us to Portland. Do you want to try another location? So we bought a house in the desert near Palm Springs. (laughs) And since I know where you live, it does get cold in the winter. You have a permanent invitation for you and your man to come visit. Because Palm Springs is some... This, it's a fun place to be. So we decided we're going to do that. We sold this place. We bought that place. There's more to the story. But in a couple of days from the day of this recording, we are going to be loading up the moving van again mm-hmm. to move to yet another city where we don't know anyone. And what we have learned in the last three years about ourselves, about our careers, about our relationship, about where we are at this age and stage, what we need for ourselves, from ourselves, from each other, and the world at large. COVID and the, and the quarantine is what gave us the container yeah. to discover all that. We have been very privileged, fortunate, mm-hmm. lucky that we haven't lost anyone to COVID, yeah. but we've had to completely renegotiate this relationship because there was no escaping each other 24-7 for three years. And it worked because now we're moving on to another adventure and we can use what we've learned over these last three years to really hopefully make that one stick. But if it doesn't, I have I, I have a no regrets policy. Mm-hmm. Everything is learning. Everything is an experiment. Everything is an adventure that can grow you and benefit you. So I, I have absolutely zero regrets about these three years we've spent in Portland. Um, it, apparently it wasn't meant to be, or maybe it was. Maybe this was exactly what it was supposed to be yeah. so that the two of us could find our way back to who we were 25 years ago before his career really blew up mm-hmm. and we got a little bit lost at different points along the way. Well, that's really honest. And it's it's a fair description of, I think, what a lot of people, if they would admit what came out of the last couple of years with the you know shelter in place, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, I've considered COVID-19 an unsolicited disruptive gift. I didn't, mm. I didn't ask for it. It was extremely disrupting. And there was so much gift in it. To your point, you guys were passing ships, you know, in the night, so to speak, before that with his work schedule, with your growing Mm -hmm. company after, you know, redesigning your career. Now came this other part, this other chapter, if you will, of your life. And you got to play in the first few scenes of the pages, which I think was your three years in Portland. And, you know, well, what does this look like? Let's let's move things here. And there was a lot of restrictions because so many things were shut down and there were so many things you couldn't do. And there was an explosion of social justice issues and just all the things that were going on. Um, and with within all of that, there was the two of you and the reality that in the most intimate space that you could be physically, 
energetically, spiritually, the priority had to be you two. And what do you two want to do to go forward to make sure that you're creating not just a new chapter, but blissfulness? You know, I like to make up words. I was about to make up another one, but the blissfulness that comes after. And I'm personally excited for you because there's so many women that are waiting to be helped by you. The Driven Women's Podcast that you host, which is phenomenal and absolutely has to, you know, be shouted from the mountaintops for the work that you're doing, the conversations that you're having there that are vulnerable and honest and moving the needle forward. They're not just good chats to listen to. They're actually valuable conversations on air that are happening. And for you to be in another space where you and your husband, your forever lover, can create this bliss, well, that energy just vibrates higher and overflows into everyone that is righteously connected to you in in terms of your friends, your family, and your clients. So I'm personally excited for this new move because I know when people in my ecosystem are in bliss and doing great things, honey, the trickle is real. So I'm like, let me catch some of that sunshine from Diane, okay? <laughs> you want sunshine? I'm going to be back in California. You, can I tell you a little story? Because you're you're helping me recognize a couple of things. You know, my husband is a, a very big deal mm-hmm. in his world. Mm-hmm. He's an internationally renowned expert in his field. Mm-hmm. And people consult with him from all over the globe and you know that a lot of very big deal men can have very big egos and it can also make the relationship feel a little bit lopsided. Mm -hmm. Um, I also recognize the younger Diane was much more accommodating, if you will, and much more willing to put him first Mm -hmm. in ways that I don't think were helpful to either of Mm -hmm. us but they became the norm. Mm -hmm. And what I realized when we were around each other all the time and my business was growing and I am at a stage of life where I do not have grandchildren yet. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to push forward with my own ambition. And we see this so much in women over 50 in particular. Mm -hmm. It's one of the gifts of menopause. You're no longer under the influence of estrogen, the tend and befriend hormone. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, it's what about me? And you really want to start expressing and utilizing your underdeveloped gifts, or at least the ones you have not been able to really shine forth with. So one of the changes that has happened with us over the last three years is that he has had to learn how to share power a little bit more effectively, a little more willingly, Mm -hmm. a little more graciously, and also create space for me to be someone he admires and respects and promotes. Every woman I know says she wants a supportive husband, Mm -hmm. but what each woman wants and needs in terms of that support looks very different. Mm -hmm. Some people just want someone they can vent to. Somebody wants someone to take out the trash and bring in the groceries. Like it really is important to me as an ambitious, an unapologetically ambitious woman, as you would say, Mm -hmm. that my husband supports and promotes my development as a as a businesswoman. Yeah. So recently we were having a little goodbye party um, 
with a couple other physician couples. Mm-hmm. He he had a little part-time gig with a, a hospital near us because he just had to keep one foot in clinical medicine and his employer had no problem with that. So we were having this goodbye dinner. It was very lovely. Everyone there was a physician but me. So me and five doctors, because the other male doctors were also married to doctors. Mm-hmm. So at some point, someone started talking about the Netflix uh, series by Shonda Grimes, uh, Inventing Anna, which I was completely obsessed with, to the point where I actually did a podcast episode on The Driven Woman about lessons in entrepreneurship from Inventing Anna. Mm -hmm. So my husband overheard one of the gentlemen mention Inventing Anna, and within a couple of minutes, he said, Oh, have you heard Diane's podcast? And he does, he does this whole little intro spiel. And next thing I know, I have five people, oh, four people, because it doesn't count him and I, whipping out their phones and saying, what's the name again? Mm -hmm. And I got text messages from all of them. And one of the women there has a group of female cardiologists that she wants me to come and speak to. That's the kind of support that is meaningful to me now. And this has been, I think, part of the fruit Mm -hmm. of these last three years is that there's more space for me as an ambitious partner in this partnership. Mm -hmm. The fruit of your labor is sweet because you labored with that man while he was building you know, all the segments of the part of the chapter of his career when you guys intertwined. Mm-hmm. And now he gets to seed into you in a different way, at a higher level. I would go as far as saying in a wiser way than yes. maybe you would have appreciated 25 years ago when you were, you know, passing ships, right? Mm, so true. So much sweetness in that. Oh, okay. So how do you now, with the new chapter you're creating and all of the influx of moving and packing and all the things that have been going on the last few months for you, How do you give yourself permission to pause? I think you already know me well enough to know that does not come naturally. (laughs) Yes. I happen to be, there's a reason why I called my podcast The Driven Woman, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I tend to just keep moving on, check off the achievements, check off the accomplishments, and just go, go, go on to the next one. But I have learned that. Taking time for me mm-hmm. alone, yeah, preferably in nature, mm-hmm. is extremely valuable. And I already know a place in Joshua Tree. I don't know if I can camp by myself there, mm-hmm. but it's close to where we are moving to. It is not yet too hot. I really want to just go have a really long day hike yeah. in nature by myself So I can kind of not only decompress, but just see what comes to my mind when there isn't anything else competing for my attention. That is, And it has to be scheduled because you know it will not happen naturally or spontaneously. I need to designate that time and declare it as sacred. And it's it's a non-negotiable. This is why we are sisters from another mister, because I'm the same way. I refuel privately and being in nature with some lemongrass spray for the bugs to stay away from me because I'm not <laughs> I'm not that natural. <laughs> yeah. It's super important. Oh, I love you so much. Okay. Uh before we go, I have to ask, how can people connect with you? 
Well, I've already mentioned my podcast several times, The Driven Woman Podcast by Diane Wingert. So you should definitely check that out if you like what I have to say and the sound of my voice. And I'm growing my LinkedIn audience because I'm, LinkedIn seems to be having a bit of a mm-hmm. comeback right now. Mm-hmm. And so if you would like to connect with me online, you can do so there. If LinkedIn is not your thing, Instagram is a lot of fun and I'm starting to explore video. Mm-hmm. So um, you can follow me there as well. Oh, you're so amazing. You know, you and I could talk forever because we usually do go over do. our time, right? Um, but in honoring of making sure that everyone, before you end this podcast, before you, you know, swipe out, I want you to take a mental note that if you do nothing else, go to the Driven Woman podcast and check, follow, or subscribe, whatever your option is. Listen to a couple of episodes, review it, and then share it with someone you know who could benefit from hearing the show. That is the best gift that you can give to anyone that you feel like is a a new human in your life, a new mentor in your life, a new advisor in your life. So I implore you to do that with Diane Winger's Driven Women Podcast. I adore you, Nikita. You know what? I have been on many, many, many podcasts. This is the first time anyone has closed with that. That's a, You are a gift. Thank you. I accept it. <laughs> I accept it. Balance Bowly listeners, thank you so much for rocking with Diane and I today. It was a fantastic conversation. You already know the drill. All I want you to do besides what I just asked you to do is to make sure that you enjoy the balance of your day. But please, for the love of all that is holy, do it boldly. 